Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Benners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by the groundsman, Terry Cash. To be more like Terry, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show and the grass today. Who are you? What do you do? We currently don't have a clue But give us 40 minutes of your time And we'll get along just fine On the Joe Marler Show It's the Joe Marler Show Hello and welcome to our show I'm Joe and this is Tom My surname's Marler and his is Fordyce Hello Joe So bad (laughs) I shall rescue you, Joe, because I have more exciting tour updates. Now you'll recall in our previous episode that I told you about the Joe Marler Show choir that we have lined up for the tour. The Choya? What? Choya? The JMS Choya. When you told me about the Choya, I forgot to ask you, why is it called choir when there's no Q in the word and not called Choya or Chwa? Joe, I will have that answer for you by the end of the show. But in the meantime, I have taken the opportunity this week to get on the phone to some of our favourite guests from the past year. Do you remember the extraordinary afternoon when we sat down and had our minds expanded and blown by the remarkable Lydia, our expert in artificial intelligence, a.k.a. AI? Yes, yes. The I, the I expert, Lydia. You got her on. Is she coming? Joe, yes, she has agreed to come on tour with us, uh, beginning with the London Palladium show... What can you remember, Joe? Because I need to brief uh, Lydia. What can you remember about I? She said that my toaster, I asked her like some stuff about what would be considered AI. And when I said, is my toaster AI? She actually said, yes, technically it comes under artificial intelligence because, and I was, I still, it confused me then. 
and it's something I still need some more clarity over, so that'll be something I, I take up with her in person. I'm hoping, Joe. I've got to be honest, that um, Lydia could maybe bring some... Robots to the show. Some robots from the future bring some robots to the London Palladium. Are they German robots or something? Why do you, why did you go German? Because the German robot industry is straight ahead of the English one. Okay, then I will then do the, the next part to tell the listeners... <laughs> It. We've got uh, tickets still available for the fucking hell. That is the worst <laughs> accent ever. Yeah, bring loads of the robots, loads of them. Loads of the Just robots. All the robots that she can, bring them. Well, if that has tempted you into trying to get hold of one of the final few tickets for the London Palladium, it is a massive venue. Get yourself a ticket. What are you waiting for? The link, Joe, one more time is in. Oh, for God's sake, you're making me do it again, so. It is in the episode description. Oh, <laughs> if Mandela came back as a robot. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. If you would like tickets to the Palladium <laughs> show, in the, the, click the link in the episode description now. <laughs> exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. Fuck. Let's get a guest on, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified with the moo because that wasn't very cow-like. The, at the yeah, but that's the thing. People stereotype cows with moos, but they often don't do moos. What they, they just do? go. What word? Mm. No, that was very nasal for it's a cow. It's like a fart. Mm. You're just doing moo with your mouth shut. <laughs> mm. That's better. What consonant would you like me to start with? M. That's a moo. Why? I didn't say O after. Just go with M. Loads of them. Mm. That wasn't bad, was really it? Really good. Our guest today is Neil, and he had to put up with that shit <laughs> fucking opener. <laughs> Our guest today is Neil, and he is a professional cattle hoof trimmer. Professional cattle hoof trimmer. A professional cattle hoof trimmer. Say that really quick. Go on. Professional cattle hoof trimmer. Why do you say it like a Dutchman? I'm just trying to do it fast. That's quite interesting, though, because, interesting with a little fact here, the whole hoof trimming thing did start in Holland. It was a Dutch guy that basically, called Tucson Raven, back in the 70s, he decided... Tucson Raven? Tucson Raven, yeah. Yeah, and he had a little smoke, and uh, he decided <laughs> to uh, look at the cow's feet and decide they needed to be trimmed. I think what we need here, Joe, is we need some professional kettle hoof trimmers. I think we should get Marsh Alawesh yes. on the phone, and we share... The fuck off, is that true? Yeah, you just made that no, fact no, up. absolutely true. What are the chances I thought you were talking about a Dutchman? Yeah, I, I just thought you just research. researched it. Yeah. Were you doing it on uh, purpose? Yeah. Oh. I had to do my research, yeah. Okay, well, okay, let's finish it off with a hello, Neil. How are you? Hello, Jay. Thanks for that fact right off the bat. Just straight in. Couldn't resist it. A professional <laughs> cattle hoof trimmer. Yes. So you basically <laughs> trim... Trim cow's feet, yeah. With, with trims. Trim. We, we actually, we did actually have a guest today. We're so sorry, first of all. Yes. Yeah, anyway, we had a guest drop out. Yep. And Ryan um, kindly managed to track you down. He did. The cow, what was he described you here as? Cow beautician. I think that's what I put on the thing, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He went, uh, don't worry, mate, I've got someone that can fill in and his name's Neil, he's a cow beautician. And I was like, what the fuck is a cow beautician? Do you just do hooves then? Just do hooves. Yeah. You just do hooves? Just do hooves of cows. Never thought about doing the faces? No. 
No. What about the ugly ones? It's not a lot you can do, is there? Bone structure's just going to be like the way it is. You can't change it a lot. Like, and there's not many ugly cows, to be fair. Really? Yeah, no, so, most of them are quite nice. Angry cows, but not ugly ones. The nice big eyes, got quite soulful eyes, a cow. Yeah, have, yeah. Look yeah. straight through your heart. Yeah, beautiful. Now, this is very niche. This has to be one of the, like... Not weirdest, but like nichest professions we've had on the show. So now, why do cows need their hooves trimming? So basically, cows, um, we've, we've domesticated cows. So cows originally should go and live in lovely green fields. And a lot of cows, majority of cows, still do go and live in green fields. But we, we also like them to live in some, some sheds in the winter, especially this time of year, it's not feasible to put cows outside. So with that comes issues. So cows are designed to stand on green pastures. They're not designed to... Uh, sun and concrete so we have to manage that issue so it's no different to me you know you cut I'm not going to cut your toenails but it's like you know, different to, you know a cow needs its toenails cutting if they're not wearing we need to cut them and we need to make sure they're comfortable so that's basically what we do so I go around the, my locality and there's about I don't know about, probably about 250 cattle hoof trimmers in the UK trim anything between sort of 25 to 100 cows a day and yeah just to make sure that they're comfortable because obviously you don't want a cow to be lame you just want a cow to be happy comfortable standing on its feet because all a cow wants to do is spend about 15 hours a day lying down and the rest of the time just eating a bit and getting milked and happy days so you you've gone from starting out as a dairy milker a cow milker mm. but why did you i know you, you said so, cows need their hooves so, trimming but why did you move into that bit so yeah so i worked as a as a herd manager milking cows, looking after somebody else's cows, um, which was great. And then I had a job. It wasn't particularly the a right job for me. It wasn't great. Uh, I was married. We had a son. I uh, wanted one more child, as, you know, people do like to have two kids, and ended up with four. Oh. So, had triplets. So, Ouch. Fuck. Yeah. How, fuck. <laughs> How's, got any triplet? Like, you and your missus had triplets in yeah. your family? No. So this is... No IVF, no nothing. What? So that was a bit of a life-changing thing. So I literally had to I'd make some decisions so. to make because I thought, well, I can't be working... Working on a farm... Working on a farm is great, but the hours are really... You know, they're hard, and having four young kids, that doesn't really fit around that sort of thing. So I was fortunate that I was able to get a job of a vet practice and then about seven years ago, set up NJB Hoof Care. Let's talk then about what a perfect hoof looks like and what a bad hoof looks like. Well, a perfect hoof. Joe's been, like, been down obsessed. a rabbit, Sorry, like rabbit hole of a hoof. Several, several hoof holes. Yeah. I know you're not on Instagram, are you? No. But I just obsessed. I could just sit there. I do sit there for, like, hours, usually pooing. That, and that's not reflective of no. what I think of the videos. It's mainly that's where I find the most time to, to just go through with it. And I can't get enough. The trouble is, I the more infections for me, the mm. better. Yeah. Because I like, I like that. Sorry, of the hoof or when you're... Of my anus? Yeah. Why would I wish an infection on my anus? Well, just so you can have more time to watch the videos. What, by saying I wish I had more infections in my anus? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> the infections you want in the hoof. And yeah, like, in the some hoof. of the infections you see in the hoof, you don't want that in your anus at all. <laughs> right, talk no. me through infections. So... So the best way to describe it is if you get a blister, yeah, if you're standing on you've got like a blister, a pocket of, you know, clear pus. But if you left that blister for a long time, never, it would go pretty, as you drink your orange juice, mm -hmm. it would go pretty um, rancid and not very nice. So it is like a pressure sore. So basically, you know, if the hoof's uneven, it's not level, it's bearing weight on one particular part more, it's putting pressure on it, and then you get some quite nasty explosions. And then that is what drives people to watch it like i see it on a daily basis and it's really important that you know a lot of these videos are out there and it's really important to give it context because the guy trimming the cow's feet 
is ultimately making that cow better. You know, he is, you know, fixing that problem. He's putting a shoe or a block on it and the cow is walking out the crush pain-free, hopefully. So that's really important to say. But that whole thing does drive a huge pimple-popping type of people. Is addiction. it like the ultimate pimple-popper? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, um, It's up there. What sort yeah. of volume are we talking? Fucking hell, that it could just keep pouring it. I like it, when you get... It's you... a pressure. It's, it's it's not so massive amount of volume, but it's sometimes you hit these things and it's like... And you're like that. You've been hit in the face? Oh, I have been oh. many a time a bit of a action going from on. the cow hoof yeah from the cow hoof yeah 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 what other aspects of it do you enjoy joe watch them on the videos i it's really cruel but i really like the ones where they get nails or screws yeah, yeah, or yeah. big bits of metal that yeah. you so you're there you start your trimming process and you find something. first of all talk us how do you get them to like stand still what's so, that bit so you have this big machine called a cattle shoot in the usa they call it a trimming shoot in the UK, we call it a cattle crush, which is a crap name mm. because the general public, if you say, we're going to put this cow in a crush, all they're going to think is a yeah. So we're trying to say, like, call it a shoot because that's that's a better better use of word. So, yeah, you get it in this shoot. So I tow around this big, heavy black American shoot and it goes in there and the cow is 100% restrained. It's it's sort of, you know, comfortable. It, it can't come to any harm. And then, yeah, you, you pick its feet, feet up and you we use like angle grinders, which sounds really brutal, but it's not. How do you know that it's not? How do you know? So, so, horn. Not, yeah, so that but, horn's dead. Yeah, how do you know? Because it is. It's like the same as dead as your... You can't feel yourself when you're cutting your fingernails. Hang on. When you're biting through the end of your fingernails, you can't feel that. Everyone Giving tried. this a go, just biting his thumbnails, see what you can't Yeah, do you're it. right. I can't feel my nail. No, so that's exactly the same as what the hoof is. How do you know that? Because the science tells me. No, I know, but when has you or any other member of the hoof trimming world or cow world or actual world <laughs> spoken to a cow or cow spoken to them going, Mmm, well, I can't feel well, it on my nails. Trim away. So you'd, you'd know pretty quickly that the cow was in pain because oh, she okay. would kick and she would let you know. But, I mean, cows are as hard as nails. Like, they are literally the hardest animals going. Because you'll sometimes you'll pick a cow's foot up and you'll look at it and you think, how are you walking on this? How are you, you know, if my foot looked like that, I wouldn't go anywhere. Because with a cow, a cow still thinks a wolf's going to jump out from behind a bush and eat it because it's a, you know, it's a herd animal, it's a prey animal. So it doesn't dis- display pain. It doesn't display lameness particularly well because that's a sign of weakness. Because I get it, picked off. Yeah, because you get picked off by the wolf. So they are nails. They're very resilient animals. Yeah, absolutely nails. Right, okay, so you've put them in this cattle crusher. Yeah. Put them in this cattle shoot. shoot. Yeah. Not crusher, cattle shoot. They're completely restrained. Yeah. You then pick up their feet. Are they feet? Feet, Do they have arms? Well, no, it's feet or... (laughs) or You can call it the foot or the claws. The claws. claws. And they're definitely four legs. Four legs, two claws on the end of each leg. But are they only legs because they stand on them and walk mm-hmm. on them? But if they actually... So if they were still cows, yeah. like, as they are now, but they walked on two legs, would the two that they don't walk on be arms? Yeah, but they wouldn't work, would it? Because 60% of a cow's weight is at the front. So if it was stood up, like, on its back end, it would just fall over. So it wouldn't work. Okay, so is we'll it, go with we'll go with legs then. Yeah, I guess. Is it true? And I appreciate this is a diversion. We will come back to what you find in there. Who's? Is it true, Neil, that you can't actually tip cows? Yeah, that is true. Do you know that, Joe? Yeah. And cows don't know when it's going to rain. So when they saw the whole thing about cows lying down, that's a load of BS as well. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, cows how are they... lie down for at least ten hours a day. So it just happens that 
generally cows are in these parts of the country where good pasture grows, where it frequently rains. So people go, oh, it's, look, it's raining. Mm. They're, they're lying down. Your part of the world, lots of cows. Yes. A ton of cows where you live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can't tip a cow because you need over 14,000 newtons of force to actually get them <laughs> get them off. And that's not humanly possible by one person to do it. No. And it's even tougher to get like a group of people to do it. So it's bollocks. So someone telling you, you the tip cow the tipping story, they're fucking liars. Back to the hoof and the things you find within So the you've food. got the hoof in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And what are you looking for in this hoof? So I'm looking for it to be balanced. So I want the hoof to be nice and, you know, reasonably flat and balanced on a nice foot angle. So it's got two bits, has it? It's got two bits, yeah. It's got two two claws, yeah. Two claws? Two claws, yeah. Oh, okay. So you okay, so, yeah. claws, yeah. So which is really handy because if you do have a problem in one claw, you can stick a block, a piece of wood or a piece of rubber with some glue on oh, that's to really the other good. one and it lifts the weight off the oh. bad one, enabling it to get better. So it's quite clever. You can do that and <gasps> straight away. So, yeah, so you're looking for the fact, but yeah, sometimes you do find, you know, screws or a bit of metal, but cows also lose their teeth. So as in their sort of first lactation as heifers, they naturally just shed teeth. And these teeth come out like massive molars. And of course, they're quite spiky on the end, tooth up in the hoof. But oh. is, well, that is one of my favourites. Yeah. Of the tooth stuck in the hoof. Yeah. The tooth in the hoof, it sounds like a Dr. Zeus story. Zeus. How did you pronounce him last time? Soyce. Soyce, that was it. NJB Hoofcare presents... <laughs> Tooth in the hoof. <laughs> There's a moose in the tooth in the hoof in the hoof. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. That was really good. That's good. Like a nice one of my... Because it's fucking huge, this tooth. Is it? So how do you get it out? You just pull it out. Get some pliers and sort of just pull it one out. But hopefully, it hasn't a lot of damage underneath. But sometimes, because it's quite pointy, it can push up and go... It would be like you sticking through something, you know, for your nail and going into that living tissue, you know. But it's really important to say, farmers and myself, we invest a huge amount of time and effort and everything into making sure these things don't happen. You know those teeth that they shed? Yes. Like, are they those front ones? Do no. they ever have front ones? They don't have any teeth at the front. They've got the no top. front upper teeth, Tom. Yeah. What? No. Just pretend you haven't got any front upper teeth. Well, I haven't got ah. to wait long for that. Okay, yeah. So now, yeah. we've got to do the rest of the episode. Well, I'll talk after two. No, yeah, so I don't want to see your upper, te- your upper teeth. I'm not going to. I'm going to hide them. No, but you've got to show me the bottom ones. Why? So you do the rest of the episode like that. So <laughs> what? there's what? all this Why shit you that you get... Oh, don't better. go near that cow because it'll bite you. And you go, oh, fucking hell, it won't. It's yeah, no but teeth. cows kill more people than sharks. What the... F- Excuse yeah. me, what? So I was having a bit of a Google, so I thought, I better learn some stuff before I come and talk to you guys today. Right, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't actually know anything, Fine. so I just want to remember read. And, um, and yeah, so one of the facts that came up when you sort of Google cow facts was, um, I think there was something like, I don't know what study, wherever it was, but there was like six people killed by sharks, but 22 by cows. How are the cows killing them? I think probably sometimes... Tragically, there might be some accidents on farm, so that is quite tragic. So if something, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I've never been close to being killed, thankfully, touch wood. Um, but, you know, sometimes you do see situations that you just think, I'm not getting involved with that, because, you know, they're a big animal, and you've got to respect them. You know, a bull is massively strong. You know, you can put a, a huge bale of straw that weighs half a ton in a pen. You can't even move this. You know, you, you're not shifting it. Bully comes along, just tosses it around like it's Dang. nothing. You know, you think, well, yeah, I'm not going to argue with him. So, or it could be, so yeah, it'd be accidents on farm, tragically, which is a real shame. You know, obviously not great. And maybe out in the field, dog walkers. I'm going to ask you a cow-related question here, Joe. Um, it fucking better be. This episode's about cows. See mm. if you can guess how many cows there are in the world, or at least the last time someone counted, which was in 2018. 
Uh, see if you can get... Alive? Alive cows in the world. See if you can get within the closest 100 million. 1.4 billion. 1.9 billion. 1.4 billion. What's your final answer? 1.4. Fuck. It's 1.5 billion. There's one point... I was fucking joking. There's 1.5 billion cows in the world. 2018, there were 1.5 billion cows. That's like one cow to every seven humans in the world. Mm. <sighs> How about that? That's nuts. I'm very good maths. That's what... What do you mean? Well, well worked out. Patronising fuck. <laughs> yeah. You absolute... You can't help it. There's so many times I think we've moved on and we've gained this fucking trust and friendship. And I don't know why my voice went like that in that really inconvenient time. Where does the word cattle come from? It's Latin for... Neil, I think he's done his research this week. No, uh, even I don't know the answer to this. It's Latin for a rubbery udder. <laughs> As opposed to which sort of udder? Udders. Milky ones. So Milky cattle udders. comes from the Anglo-Saxon cattle, C-A-T-E-L, meaning sum of money because... They used to, set, they used to buy shit in cattle. Exactly, John. Here, I'll have your house. Cost you five cattle. Mm. <gasps> Cows are still sold in guineas in the UK. In guineas? Guineas, yeah. It's like a traditional thing. So if you go to a, uh, especially dairy cow auction, so we're selling dairy cattle, they still sell them guineas. So you can be bidding on something, anything like that's, you know, two grand, and you've got to work out, well, it's 2,000 guineas, how much is that in pounds, and it's like 2,100 quid or something like that. <sighs> Why? I don't know, just tradition. Still, still, yeah, still in guineas. It's like added work, though, isn't it? It, it is. It's completely bonkers. Because you go, well, how, long, how much did that cost you? Well, it cost me 4,000 guineas. All oh, yeah. right, now I've got to work out what it actually costs you in the real life Real money. world, yeah. How much is a good cow? A good cow, so... What's it? What's it? Oh, sorry, Tom, what, what's the purpose of this cow? We need to be more specific. Are we going to have a milky question. cow or a beef cow? Yeah, is it for f consumption? I don't eat beef, but I love milk, so it's a dairy cow. A dairy cow. So it's sort of like two and a half to three grand, we get you, you know, a pretty tidy cow. Uh, but then, like, pedigree cows can go for, like, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. Beef cows into the hundreds and bulls. Really? Yeah, and if you've, yeah, because of breeding, because, like, if you've got a really good cow, so, like, if we took Joe, for example, Joe, Joe's, like, um, this really, you know, good bull. He's got lots of good traits that we want to pass on, okay? Do you? Just bear with me. Okay. <laughs> go, go with it, okay? So, Joe is this really, you know, good bull. We, we want to sort of, like, you know, capitalise on Joe's good traits. Mm. Yeah. So, we're going to send Joe off to a stud. Huh. Okay. So, Joe's going to go to a cattle stud. So basically a farm where there's lots of bulls there with different qualities or the same qualities as Joe. And what we're going to do is we're going to, basically we're going to take the semen off Joe, okay? So we're, hey, what? So, so we're going to have there... So... Hang on, hang on. Do I get a say in this? <laughs> no. How are you you're... taking this semen off me? So what? from what I've seen is basically... From what uh, you've seen? Yeah, what I've seen. Mm -hmm. You go, they go to this place, it's really, it's like stopping in like the best five-star hotel. It's everything... Well, it's a five-star hotel for bulls or... Yeah, like, like for bulls and it's perfect. So like, they do things like, um, they feed them olive oil because they, there was a study worked out that Italian men are quite virile. No, it's got, it's got to be more than that. No, no, seriously. <laughs> that Italian why, men... Why aren't they giving them pizzas then? Or... No, it's so what oh, they mate, do... Don't, and they don't, don't be like... such a stereotype. So, so, so they reckon the Italian or the... Okay, Mediterranean diet. Let's, let's sort of open it up a little but bit. Do, can I have some out balsamic with my olive oil? You can if you like. So okay, they literally they yeah. tip a litre of that into their food because they think, you know, wow, that's, that's going to make them... A bit more punchy. <laughs> uh, and then, so basically they have like a, on this particular place, like a, 
they don't want to have a female there because of the risk of STIs. So why is that getting blamed on the female? <laughs> Just because she'll be harboring. Go with it. Okay. Go with it. So they have like a male who's been castrated, and they spray him with like you know nice smelling stuff. Lead him out. Lead him around the balls. The balls getting really excited. I'm going to go. Mounts it, and there is somebody there, literally with a ready to catch. What's the job that is? Slide it over the the bull's penis. Bull ejaculates and then literally just passes it through a hatch in the thing. Through <laughs> <laughs> a hatch in the wall. What goes that? into a lab and then it would get split up and put into like thousands of straws. What is the And then that's frozen the and taken out to farm. Why a hatch? You want to just pass it to him? <laughs> because it's a sterile lab. Okay, so... <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's, it's a, a sterile lab. It's a, it's a very and there clean has environment. To be a hatch. Yeah. So then they take Joe's semen and they would potentially they might sex it. So a uh, female. Sex my semen. Yeah, yeah. So a female has got... Um, so for dairy cows, we want more heifer calves because that's what we want, because we want heifers to produce milk. We don't necessarily want bull calves. So we'll sex it male and female. So then we put all the, you know, the female sperm over there, the male sperm, goes into tiny little straws, gets frozen, gets some stuff, and then gets sent off around farms. And it's so somebody's they... job then to in inseminate the cow. How does the next part of the process work when you talked about the insemination? So that's... It's frozen. It's like putting liquid nitrogen... It'd be on the farm somewhere. And then, so when a cow... A cow comes bulling into heat every 21 days. So when a cow comes bulling, like, all they want to do is basically be fucked. They are, <laughs> they are literally just gagging for it, OK? So it's really lucky, because cows have the same gestation period as, as women. So uh, they, they're pregnant for nine months as well, is what mm. I'm saying, OK? So... So it's really sorry. Thanks for clearing that up. But you looked at me as if I didn't know what that was. But you looked Don't at me as if I thought gestation period was oh they eat at the same time. No, 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 no. Right, okay. Don't worry. So they come bullying every twenty-one days, and you want to get this cow back in calf because you want it to have another calf within a, a year period. So you want it to calf every year. Okay. So so yes, yeah, so then it's somebody's job who basically comes along, defrosts the semen, puts a hand up the cows. I've trained to do this, so you know you basically you you put your hand up there. How we've gone from hoof trimming to inseminating cows, I'm not quite sure. But basically, you, you put your hand in the cow's arse. Neil, you've got your, your hand out in front of you. Um, I am actually demonstrating that. How I'll, far up your arm? So you've got your hand out reaching... Depends where a cervix is. Sorry, why, why, did you, why are you putting up her arse? You know, because like... you need to get hold of the... Yeah, OK. You need to get hold of the cervix. OK, so you hold the cervix in your hand. And then you have this, like, metal sheath gun. And then you feed that through the vagina. And then you basically place the semen inside the cow. So then, if she gets in calf, we then have thousands of little Joes, basically, <laughs> running around. Little and female Joes. Yeah. Right. You're putting your hand up a cow's ass <laughs> and actually grabbing their cervix. Yeah, you're picking the cervix up. And then putting a rod Carefully in the vagine. Yeah. yeah, you're feeding it through the cervix and you're feeding it into the right place. You're feeling with this hand where you have to go. It's quite a skill to it. This episode is sponsored by the following spectacular people. King Louis Morgan, Get Rich De Lacey, I Die Trying. The Galvanizer, Joe Galvin, Freedom! Charlie Wallace, That's the Ticket, Tommy Pickett, Double Denim, Sally Wenham, Minnie Marla, Harrington Smith, Dave the Wily Fox, Halfbite Julie Larry, and John Donger Harrowing. <coughs> the Spaniel, Rob Springett, Bob Hope and Glory, Alexander the Great Bikusa, Hallelujah, it's Josh Barkley and Kerry the Noble Steed. 
to be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Right, let's get back to hoof mm. trimming, please. So we were we were on the um, you, you've got the hoof in your hand, yeah. and we've discovered you've told us that the cows don't feel them; mm-hmm. they can't feel the pain. No. You're, you're there to help them, yeah. And they're two separate claw things. Yeah. What sort of level do you need to get them down, like trimmed wise? What down level two? Yeah, level two. So an ideal cow has a claw length of about eight point five centimeters. So you'll measure that from the sort of from the top, the coronary band, the hairy bit at the top of the, oh. the hoof, down to the bottom, 8.5 centimetres, and you want about 5 or 6 mil sole depthness in the bottom of it. So, sure, are we saying that this is about 10 centimetres? Yeah, bit so less. 8, 8. Yeah. 8.5? Well, yeah. So they're like hoof, or like... That's on the front, yeah. Our nail... Yeah, I did think about bringing it, being it, bringing a hoof in, but I decided against it because I just Pro- thought it might... they probably need it. Yeah, well, no, I have got because obviously when they've gone through an abattoir, you can because that bit's not really used for much, so you can literally get when you do a lot of training, you train on on dead hooves, mm. so you have to understand how to get it. So obviously, when the cows must stink a bit, no? Uh, yeah, You've got to train quite quickly. You can't do it over a long period of time. No, you want to pick them up fresh and oh. then. And then literally, you know, use them and then go back again when they get sort of rendered down or whatever. So like a cow cadaver. That is exactly the right a word. cow dever. <laughs> <laughs> so good, aren't I? Cadaver. Good. Cadaver feet. A cow dever. Is, is that exactly what it is? Oh. You were on the knowledge. Cow dever feet. Do the cows, I don't know if enjoyment, Neil, is the right word, but they must, if they're feeling a level of pain, mm. and then you're removing that level of pain. Happy cows. And are they... And the most important thing is remember is that you routinely trim cow's feet to prevent that happening. I want to see a cow before it's in pain. I just want to do it, so I'm just clipping its toenails, basically. She's like happy. a pedicure. Yeah, You're pedicure. Just keeping on All I'm doing, it. you know, is pedicure in her feet. She goes out the crush shoot, happy, and um, everyone's a winner. Well, can you describe the shoot a little bit more? Because I can't picture it in my head. Like, where are you sitting? How is the, how is the cow... Oh. No. No, 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 Tom. No, 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 no. involved. Like, I think the best way to do it is if I'm the cow. Okay. So I'm going to go over to Neil. Go okay. over to, to Neil on his microphone. I'll try and describe what's happening. You're wearing very short shorts today, Joe. Yeah, I know. They're very short. They're riding up a little bit over your... Yeah, my, did you see my scrotum A little bit, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Joe's just going over on all fours on... Mm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Come you on, started, Joe. You've... Right. So Joe is now on all fours in front of Neil. You got a hoof problem, Joe. I'm backing up. I'm... Joe, I'll see your back end, please. Okay. So, so what we're doing now is we are. Um... <laughs> What's Joe, Joe... That is for you, Neil. Joe, the bull is in the shoot. 
And then yeah. um, we're going to check his. Um, we're going to pick his. We're going to pick his feet up. So obviously, a cow's anatomy is, or bull's anatomy is slightly different to Joe's. Just for the listener, Joe's ass is about half a foot from your hands, yes. Neil. And Joe's face so, is facing away. I don't away. know what's going on. So I'm now going to cup Joe's <laughs> foot. Oh, we're going for that side. So we're going to pick the foot up, and I'm going to check now <laughs> that Joe, <laughs> that Joe the bull has a really nice level foot. And do you know what? He does. It's a beautiful foot. So, <laughs> so all we're going to do is literally put a bit of foot angle in there and we're going to do something called a model which takes oh. some of the weight away from the bone structure in his foot. A bit like the arch of your foot, making sure that there's nothing pushing on there. Mm. And, uh, and it's good. But sometimes if they're too long for this, they start getting a bit panicky and a bit, you know, and they can sort of lash out. So I'm going to put Why Joe down. Because I was next to the microphone. Because I'm six foot four. Bend over yeah, again, then, and I'll pick your feet up. Is that you? <laughs> because my shoot goes up in the air, and I don't have to bend down normally. What's your flexibility like? Not great. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine's shit. So, Neil, you're now standing up, and you have Joe's, what yeah, we're going to call his Joe's, left hoof. Yeah, here. So, so basically now we're looking, at, looking again, and unfortunately he has a, you know, he has a problem here, and he's going to need a bit more. Um, What's the problem? The problem is you've got, you know, you've got a really nasty sole ulcer. Have I? Yeah, a really right. horrible weeping one. Have, yeah. yeah. So we're going to have to What's trim that out. What's it caused by? It's going to be caused by standing up for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Too much standing, standing times. You need to reduce the standing times. Yeah. So yeah, so we're going to um, put his leg down, and we would, would have put a block on there, and we'd have trimmed the foot, and it would all be good and well. Joe, do you want to? No, you can get up now. You can, you can move no, no. on. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm going home. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Come and relax, Joe. Neil, I've got. For, as Joe recovers, I have further cow-based questions. Okay. When I was a kid, and I'd go to my grand's farm, you'd occasionally go through a field of cows, and they might think you were bringing food, and they would come stampeding towards you, which felt terrifying. My gran used to say that cows saw us as bigger than them. There was some weird thing about their vision. So they would be, basically, they would be more scared of us than we should be of them. Cows have 330 degree vision. I think that's what it is. So they can see all around. So they, they can see you and they also smell like five miles away or something. Stupid. They get, six. Yeah, they get sent six, is it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Recovered, but you happy? Let's have a little breather, Joe. So they're three. They can see three hundred sixty degrees. Yeah, three thirty. What do you mean three thirty? Well, they've, I imagine their nose, nose. Yeah, gets in the way at the top. Three sixty. They can't because that means they can see at the back of their head. They okay, do, they can't do that. They can see pretty much three hundred sixty degrees. Okay, they can see three hundred thirty degrees. But do you know what they do struggle with? Seeing stuff straight in front of them. Yeah. So they have to kind of look at you sideways <laughs> to see straight in front. Which is fucking mental, yeah? That they can see 330 degrees to, like, mm. see predators come in. So whoever made these cows, yeah, is a cruel motherfucker because you go, yeah, let's give them some eyes that they can see all the predators, but let's make them slow as fuck so they still can't get away from them. So actually they can see the pain. I'd rather not be able to see. Mm. What would you want? I want to see so I'd like a, I had a sporting chance of getting away. You've got zero, they've got zero chance of getting away from a coyote. No, but all you've got, coyote, all, <laughs> all you've got to do, you don't have to out-sprint the coyote. All you've got to do is out-sprint at least one other cow. 
you have a something called cows, you have a, called a flight zone. Basically, if you've got the cow sort of standing, like my hand's the cow there, its flight zone is sort of here. So just like, sort of off to the left. Off to the left or back. So not, so literally there. So that once it, it sees air, that's its whole predator thing coming back in again. So you can move cows quite well. If you're in that zone there, he thinks, oh, you know, well, she thinks, fuck, what's he going to do? So they'll move forwards. So if you're walking through a field of, of cows, yeah. the way to, to, to sort of approach it, just from sort of the left rear. Yeah, I mean, look, you've, you've got to assess the thing. So if you're in a field of cows, and all these cows can bollocking towards you, a bit of health and safety talk here, is if you've got a dog, don't pick the dog up. Because sometimes, you know, when tragedies have happened, when cow, you know, people have been stampeded by cows, it's because the cows see the dog as a threat. Uh-huh. They don't see you as a threat. Let the dog off. Let the dog, you know, fuck off. Because the dog will outrun the cow. You're not going to outrun a cow. So that's the first That's the first thing. Hang on. Why aren't I outrunning a cow? Oh, you can't. I know, I'm slow. F- no, no, they're fuck faster. off. No, they're faster than you. What do you mean they're faster? Okay, are they faster Why than you... Tom? Yeah. I could never outrun a cow. No. Do you know what? I've tried. Neil? When I was a bit slimmer and a bit fitter, and I was, you know, no. Well, you'd, you'd organise races against cows. No, but because cows, if cows get out, so if you've only got cows in the field, yeah. and you've probably seen videos online or something, cows are sort of jumping and skipping around a field. Yeah, do you remember um, Three Men and a Little Lady? When they're, they're trying to rush to the church and then yeah. there's, oh no, that's sheep. Sheep. No, so I, that I, one. I was just thinking. Carry on. Yeah, so if cows get out, they're like, fucking hell, yes, let's just run. And I have spent quite a lot of time trying to chase cows and um, big distances. And yeah, you ain't native of getting near them. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> local cow farmers near me in Heafield, watch out. Because I'm coming to race your motherfucking cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in training as of now. To right? beat a cow. To beat a cow. Yeah. I'm fucking... I'm beating a cow. I'm proving you wrong, Neil. <laughs> and you, Tom, because I can see the eyes of disbelief. Oh, big time. Yeah. What? You're I'm not... You're not I love you to there is, but you're not going to outrun a cow. You're not have you seen how slow they are? Yes, look, yes I have. Look. I've also seen you on a rugby pitch with oh. your very low knee lift. Yeah, but they don't lift their knees, neither. No, they do, because they've got four legs and they're, like, powering forward. You've only got two legs. Not if I'm on all fours. You're never going to beat a cow on all fours, given the last example of coming around this table. (laughs) Do cows have personalities? Yes. Do they? So cows have personalities. Cows recognise people. And generally, I always tend to find bulls seem to remember better. So, like, bulls are big and they're the boss. And if you have to get a bull and trim its feet, generally they're not really happy about that whole process because, you know, you're in charge of this ball effectively so yeah there's um, some of the bigger balls you do you know I'll rock up and they'll look at me and they're like yeah you can fuck off mate really yeah and they'll remember so cows remember and cows also have friends cows will have social groups so quite often and they will know siblings and stuff like that so you can have a herd of cows and it'll always be those same two cows together or those same three or four cows together what if a cow so say we had two sister cows yeah and one of them leaves to go to where do you live Herefordshire yeah yeah so one of them is... They're both born in Herefordshire. Yeah. You give me a cow. Okay. Her sister. Yeah, yeah. I take her to Heathfield. She lives with me for six months. Uh, let's go for a year. I've out. I've outrun her. I've, yeah. won, I've won my you, race. You beat that race. I've yeah, beaten yeah. her. So then I want to give her back to you because I say, I'm done now. Yeah. I proved you wrong. She's slow as fuck. And winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. When I bring... Uh, let's call her Daisy, for example. No, that's confusing. Why? Why? That's one of the most stereotypical names for a cow. Yeah, but it's also the name of your wife. How do you know what my wife's name 
Well, you might get confused. You might unload a cattle lorry and, and wife comes out. Right, I might get confused between <laughs> Daisy, my wife, and Daisy the cow. Now who's insulting? Let's say your cow's called Ermintrude. Ermintrude? Ermintrude. So you've taken this cow back to Neil's in Herefordshire. Yeah. Does he, does she recognise... After a while, yeah, definitely. They'll be like, oh, you came back. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah, yeah. And I go, yeah, Dory. Yeah, um, and I beat a rugby player at running. No. <laughs> so they would, they would recognise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. They have a, yeah, cows have this brilliant, and they build up a social bond within a herd, and, you know, and, you, and you'll have dominant cows, so you'll have bully cows that will literally go around and, you know, on the boss and stuff like that. So, yeah, they got, they have huge characters. They really do. And do they struggle with isolation? Yeah, they're a herd animal. So, if, yeah. they're, if they're on their own for a while, they literally get physically ill. They don't like it, no. They're a herd animal. They want to be in a herd. If you were to select the top three breeds of cow, um, and this can be a personal thing, Neil, it doesn't need to be that, you know, highest yielding milk cows, but just. I love black and white Holsteins and Frisians. They're like, you know, because you know, that's what I spend most of my time with. Um, and then beef animals, I do I do really like a breed called Limousins, which are a French breed, which would traditionally... Are they like long, they're like really, big, really long ones? Sort of do they have six big, legs and no, eight? just the four. Eight? Well, they, well, you call them Limousines. Joe's beginning to struggle, Neil. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> I'm trying to really drag it back from getting on all fours and giving you my behind, like... <laughs> It felt so vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I, I felt vulnerable too. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, so limousins. So, yeah, so limousins are really... I really like that breed. And Herefords, because I'm from Herefordshire. Well, I live in Herefordshire, so yeah, Herefordshire. They're a good-looking cow, aren't they, Herefordshire? They are. They are a nice-looking cow. They've got a nice white face, red body, white stripe down the back. They just, yeah, easy to... You know, anybody can sort of look at that and say, that's a Hereford. They're a really recognised breed. <laughs> Is it true? Because I think cows get a bit of a raw deal. People think cows are stupid. I've heard that cows can actually hear better than horses. Cows are not stupid. Um, cows are pretty cool. They give you a lot, don't they? Milk. You said yourself, you love milk. Love Everyone loves cheese. If you don't, well, if you don't like cheese, you're wrong. Um, that's uh, my um, opinion. Are they that clever that you could train them to do something? Yes. Yes. You? you you go onto um, Google and look at you know there was there was a woman over a girl over somewhere in Sweden she trained it to do horse jumping <gasps> horse jumping so literally she was there riding this cow going over um, going over jumps and all the rest of it so cows endless endless sort of opportunities there to do and they you know they come quite sort of like petty almost but the trouble is when they start off as a calf it's like quite cuddling you you fuss it and it's nice and it's cuddly and when he gets to sort of seven hundred kilos and he wants to come and like give you a butt and be a mm. bit it's a bit different you're not so keen then if so, you yeah. had a cow tom like what would you try and train it so be realistic now what would you most want to train it to do milk itself say what to milk itself yeah but you have robots to milk cows now do you yeah yeah could we train it neil to approach the robot section of the milking parlour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do the things get attached to each other? Is that and it still need a human? No. Nope. No, go. so you have a whole robot. So the cow voluntarily chooses to go in there. There's some food in there. You know, she she chooses. So she's in a shed and they just get used to it because cows are habits and it's a nice experience. So they, they wander around and they go in, they have a bit of food. Cake gets dropped down. You know, some castle cake for them to eat. If it's been milked recently, it gets sort of turfed back out again. But otherwise, yeah, it goes in there and it's laser guided and it just puts the teats on. Puts the cups on to the teats, cleans the teats first, everything's all right, puts the cups on, milks the cow away, and that's it. And she'll choose to voluntarily visit that sort of two and a half, three times a day. Fucking hell, I'd be there. 
<laughs> malfunction, malfunction, and that's a really. There's a lot of you know robot farms going on in the UK now or across you know, across the world, but but it's a really you know it's, cows are happy. They're not stressed then because cows can get quite stressed, but but yeah, they just have this great life where they you know some farms where they can still go out and graze. They come back into the robots, get milked, or they're in a nice shed, and they just yeah, happy days. When you're out and about with the cows, yeah, and you you're going. Oi. Come here. You've got. We got. Is it? Are you on your own? Have you got an assistant? Uh, on my own most of the time. It's on your own assistant. most yeah, of the time. Yeah. So, like, do you have any names for your cows, or that you go around? Do, is there any name that you can think of that you've called a cow, or that it is called? They all start off with Doris. Doris, right? Yeah. So yeah. you go. Yeah, Doris. Every cow's Doris. Come on, Doris. 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 So you go Doris, and then you, it quickly dawns on you, like, fuck, they don't understand me. No. But do you find yourself? ended up talking to them to be like and do you ever like try and do it the way they they talk what mooing at them well like mm, nice no pretty cool. so so there's a whole heap of research and around cows react better to softly spoken nice voices they are they love music so have really good hearing yeah 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 so you get them like michael evis is down at glastonbury and he's got like classical music piping around his sheds all the time and then, um, yeah, and that's partly so they get used to when they have the festival because obviously then there's like three days of like massive noise. But obviously, yeah, cows, cows like music. They like, it relaxes them. So if you use nice words and nice, talk to them nicely, you remain calm, the cow remains calm and cow does what you want it to do. That's the sort of rules we try and work to, really try and handle the cows in a nice, positive way. Make sure it's a positive experience. We, you mentioned earlier just some of the tools that you use mm. and you spoke about an angle grinder. Yeah which is quite aggressive, but mm. as you've described, it's a fuck-off big nail hoof thing. So Yeah, but you've only got about that much thickness on the sole, well, like that. So, so what's got that, about be, an inch? Yeah, like an inch, less than... Well, an inch? You've been lying. Um, yeah, for some, some time. <laughs> um, so it's like probably like... I've been lying too. About five mil, something like that, five to seven, eight mil, something like that thickness. So you are literally just shaving a small amount of horn off the hoof. And what are the other tools that you use because I, nice. I see the so, yeah so it's a hoof trimming knife what the, why why is it bent at the so that's is it just bent a, at the end yeah What's so that? it's twisted like a, the, the yeah. blade is sort of a bit of a twist on it that's like a, a traditional thing for like a hook so if you wanted to get something out of the cow's hoof but we try not to use that so yeah that's what that's what the knife and are they sharp as fuck because yeah, like, the videos yeah. I watch of you doing it are just so like quick and yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit like a peeler like a it is potato so peeler. you sharpen these so, knives you polish them up so they are literally like you know you get a piece of paper and you can just run it through it and it'll just slice it in half do you have like a favourite favourite knife tool that you've had for a long time and it's nice no they wear out them. they wear out because oh. you're sharpening them all the time you see uh, so they've probably got a lifespan of a couple of months and then you, you bit them off I literally have a bucket at home like full of these knife handles with Wow. Blades left on. And how many did you say there were of you in the country? It's about 250, so yeah, it's about 250 cattle foot trimmers probably in the country. A little while ago, when I was in New Zealand, I was in uh, a town that was famous for sheep shearing now. Yeah, yeah. And they said that there are so few sheep shearers now that the best ones will come over from the UK and they'll do a season in New Zealand yeah, and yeah. they earn good money. Good, it's good a, money. Yeah. Is yeah. it the same with hoof trimmers? What, do we go to New Zealand and earn good money? Well, is there, because there's not that many of you. But it's a job, if, if we've got all these it, cows, it's a job which is quite hard to learn. It's a job that's hard to learn. And so, yeah, it's a well-rewarded job. But it's obviously, there's, it's hard work. There's a huge outlay investment. Like the, the trimming shoot costs about 60,000 quid. So there's like 60 grand there, 40 grand truck on the front of it. So you look sort of looking at 100 grand before you've even done a lot, really. So, yeah, it's a massive investment. Yeah, 
you can you can earn good money doing it for sure. Is there no way you could just employ like a, a labourer? What to do it for you? No, no, to like hold the cows rather than spending hundred grand on a on no. a shoot. No, because it's about volume and it's about comfort. So you want the cow to be in that not shoot. be stressed. Not stressed. Not, like right. you're sort of trimming a cow like every three minutes. So on a That's good insane. setup. So all four feet, like three minutes a cow. And how many cows? So it, that would be in on, a day. The most I'll max out at about a hundred. Hundred cows in a day. Yeah. Are you not in bits at the end of a day like that? Uh, fuck. Because you invest in stuff to make your life as easy as possible. As I get older, I just try and, you know, I'm like closer to 50 than I am 40, which is quite unbelievable, I know. But I just, yeah, I'll spend money on stuff to make my life easy, basically. I don't think I've actually asked you what the most disgusting or, in my eyes, best it would be because I'm, ob- I'm obsessed with okay. pimple popping, Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what's the worst, most disgusting hoof you've had to deal with or your favourite one? So favourite ones was a cow once come into the shoot with a big abscess on its side and it popped. Uh, and it was, and I was like, where's all this suddenly come from? I like thinking... So what, not on the hoof, it was on the on Yeah, the leg. On, the, on, a, on, a, on a rib cage. Oh, on a rib cage. Yeah, and it just, I mean, she was obviously a lot happier for it popping. But um, I was like, where is all this yellow proper stinking custard come from? So oh. that's, yeah, you, there's like cows do get some massive abscesses they can, on their sides and stuff. It's like, but cow, hoof-wise, um, yeah, sometimes when you just pick up a cow's foot and you just you can just sort of see the pressure that's in there and you just got to think to yourself, well, I'm going to make this cow better and you trim it and then all of a sudden, bang, and you're like, but, you know, and you, you fix that cow. You, you know, you made the life a lot better. Is that why it's so important to to keep on top of the cow's hooves and the trimming important and thing all is, that? Like, why, see... why do you do what you do? Apart from the monetary or the lifestyle of it, like, you, there must be part of you that goes... Well, I want to take care of these cows. Yeah, absolutely. I love cows. I want to see cows happy. I I want my customers, my farmers, their cows to be happy. And as you know, same as everybody else does my job. And I want to see cows before that puss part and the pain bit. I just want to trim cows' toenails. So if I do that and the farmer does his bit, we ain't gonna go and see the but lameness happens and cows do go lame and the best farms in the world will always have something coming out and you think, shit. But we deal with it. I've really enjoyed this. So have I. Neil, you've been great. Thank you. Uh, thank you for um, being kind to me on all fours. It's not what I expected to be doing on a Thursday afternoon, I must admit. No, no. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And just to round it off, would you like to say thank you as well, Tom? I would. If you stop speaking, I'll say thank you very but much. I, I loved I'm, it. Thank you, Tom. Just Tom then. Yeah, fan Joe. Oh, I was the one who put my arse in his face. <laughs> exactly. Joe, I very much enjoyed that episode. I also feel duty ba- Thank you. I also feel duty <laughs> I also feel duty bound, Joe, to answer a question that you posed to me at the very start of this show around the origin of the word choir choir. Um, apparently, Joe, it comes from the Latin chorus, C-H-O-R-U-S. The spelling change took place in the 17th century for reasons I haven't read yet on Wikipedia, but that's your answer. What a really detailed and informative answer you've given me there, Tom. But I just had a thought, Tom. We've got a choir sorted, yeah? Yes. Bosh. We've got Lydia and her robots. They're fucking coming. Bosh. Do you know what else I'm going to get for the fucking live tour? Tell me, Joe, tell me. A giant fucking cow. (laughs) Like a live cow. Just going to take that with us everywhere. Perfect, Joe. Well, our tour is now just a fortnight away. So if you haven't bought your tickets... 
There are still a few left for both Glasgow and the London Palladium. Check the link in the episode description or simply, as Joe has pointed out numerous times, search for the Joe Myler Live show in your usual search engine. Joe, I'll see you next time. Good boy. Oh, no, that's my whale voice. (laughs) Goodbye. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Podcast Network.